0: Imagine you open your eyes one morning and everything around you is different. How you live, how you play, and how you do business has changed dramatically. I'm Jason Gravel, founder and CEO of Origin Energy. My business partner and Chief Operating Officer is Michael Nisley. He's an energy auditor and a master electrician with over 20 years experience. Origin Energy helps people save money, lower their energy consumption, and lower their environmental footprint. We specialize in energy audits and in energy efficiency projects. My journey to get to where I am now is a bit unusual. For well over 10 years, I worked in social services and healthcare. I mostly worked in homeless shelters and psychiatric units, supporting some of society's most vulnerable people. I loved what I did, but it's a really hard area to work in for a long time. You're constantly dealing with crisis, violence, suicides, overdoses, Not just among your clients, your coworkers too, unfortunately. Eventually it starts to have an impact on your own mental health. But really, the hardest thing to deal with is that the system breaks you. It squashes any belief that we could be working towards making the world a better place for any of us. And for that reason, I had to leave working in social services and start over. So my journey over the last six years has been about figuring out who I am again and about dealing with change. For me it was about learning that I can dream once again. I started Origin because I believe business can drive the change we want to see in the world. Globally we're now grappling with things like energy, climate, sustainability. But I think Origin should be more than just a leader in sustainability. Because ultimately the concept of a business is just a legal fiction. Businesses are just people who come together to accomplish something. So business should be about the things that are important to all of us. I want Origin to help people adopt cleaner and more efficient technology. I also want to show other businesses how inclusivity makes business stronger and more effective. We deal in the business of change, but even for us it can be hard to navigate the frictions that come with moving forward. We're excited to bring you this new podcast that examines the difficulties we experience as people and in business as we deal with transition. On this podcast, we will talk to people and experts about these changes and how we can confront them together. We will feature your stories, interviews, and diverse experiences that document change and our vision for the future. Welcome to the Power of Change podcast. We focus on helping people save money and lowering their environmental footprint. That comes in many forms. We do energy audits, which is an assessment of your home or business's energy use. After an audit, we create a report that shows you the systems you can upgrade to reduce your energy consumption, how much it will cost, and what the return on investment will be. We're a full service company and will also perform the upgrades. These upgrades can come in many forms, like converting your lighting to LED, upgrading your HVAC systems, installing solar, managing utility premiums, installing cogeneration systems, and so much more. Believe it or not, energy efficiency upgrades can sometimes pay for themselves in as quickly as two years. Next to conventional investments, energy efficiency has significantly higher returns. Of course, maintenance is also very important. We're happy to help with electrical maintenance and renovations to make sure everything is in tip-top shape. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Power of Change podcast. Uh, In this segment, I'm going to be talking to the Origin Energy team and talk about who we are and what we do. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Nick, why don't we start with you? Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do at Origin.
1: Hey, I'm Mick Nisley. I'm a co-owner and chief operating officer of Origin Energy. Um, I've been a master electrician for 25 years and uh, I've worked in all sectors of the electrical industry from residential to industrial. Uh, If I think about it, it's actually pretty equal right now. Uh, Like for years that I've been in each industry or each sector. And um, I'm also an energy auditor. As for what I do specifically, I like to think, Jason, you are the future and I am the present. Uh, where you have your head in the clouds and are you know, finding out new and exciting ways to take origin, I take care of the day-to-day business. So I manage projects, estimates, and prepare bids and oversee teams and make sure things get done and keep our clients happy.
0: Cool. So Fred, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do at Origin?
2: Yeah for sure yeah my name is Fred um, I'm the business development manager at Origin Energy. Uh, I'm since we were kicking off a you know marketing and sales uh, phase um, I'm responsible for finding leads r- prospecting leads and nurturing those leads um, and currently just trying to build up a sales team for us to sort of kick off 2021.
0: Awesome. And you're also a musician.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely my biggest passion for the past uh, since, I guess, uh, high school. And um, yeah, I've been playing in several different bands and I manage and lead my current band, Natural Twenty. Thanks for asking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was always interesting to understand, you know, people are more than just what they do at work. And it's nice to know about uh, what makes them who they are, right? So, um, As- Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to ask both of you this, but I'll start with you, Fred. What's one mm-hmm. thing that you wish you would have known before you started your career?
2: Um, I mean, my I, I've gone through already different, Careers already in in my uh, tenure, and um, I just wish I would have followed more of my passions. Um, But what I'm finding now, you know, um, I'm still pretty young, uh, being you know in my early 30s. There's still a lot of time for me to sort of nail that, and sort of why I continue with music itself. But I'm sort of finding I'm coalescing all my skills together, and um, I couldn't really be uh, more satisfied with that really.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah, I guess that's just how you take different things that you've done and you build upon them
1: and move forward.
0: How about you? What do you think you wish you would have known before you started your
1: career? Uh, so I got into electrical cause my dad was an electrician. He was, uh, actually taking me to his jobs in the eighties. I would go help him pull wire when I was in junior high all that kind of stuff. And then I went to university and after I finished university, he helped me get started with an apprenticeship in the industrial sector. And, uh, yeah, it's also kind of a family business. I got four, four of my dad's brothers are also electricians and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of naturally fell into it.
0: I'm going to move on to a little bit of a tougher question. Um, and and i guess this is really about you know kind of figuring out who you guys are and what's important to you um and i'd like to ask i mean what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it but i'm not gonna make you guys go out on a limb all on your own so i'm definitely going to answer this one first um Hmm. um and and so for me, my biggest failure is not learning to be vulnerable people with people closest to me uh, sooner. Because, I mean, as you guys have known, uh, I've been talking uh, a lot more about it lately. I worked in social services for many years, uh, which was a really challenging area to work in. And I had to lo- leave working in that area because I wasn't well. I mean, working in mental health can really impact your own mental health, right? And for me, the trauma of experiencing the things that I did and being stuck in that environment, uh, you know, that wasn't supportive, you know, broke me. And, you know, at the time, I think what happened was uh, the people around me cast me away instead of being understanding. So after that, I think I shut down and stopped talking about it. And since then, I haven't really been being honest about who I am and what has shaped me. So I think really, truly... Over the last six months or so, is it, it, only really when I started learning that it's okay to open up and talk more about it. And I really was stayed silent about that kind of stuff before that, and I think doing wow. so really helped me feel like I fit in somewhere, um, because I didn't, you know, uh, even though logically I know that not knowing is a part of the process of having mental health. I wish that if I had have come to that realization sooner. I feel like I would have been a lot further along with everything in my life, including origin and and all that other stuff. And I actually think that that's the thing that inspired me to do this podcast because whether it's a business trying to innovate or a person overcoming personal challenges, I think change is universal and it it should be a social experience. So, So I really want to learn and talk to people about you know, how we all deal with change, because ultimately, you know, people and, and businesses are changing faster now than we ever have. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's my biggest failure. And I wish I kind of came to terms with that soon. Uh Fred, what do you what do you think uh, about that? I mean, how do you feel? Right. You, uh, what is your biggest failure?
2: Yeah, no, I think thanks for sharing that. It's, uh, I mean, it's pretty eye opening. Um, I mean, I can definitely share stories that's similar to that. But I think Um, one of my biggest failures, um, was definitely back in 2010 and, uh, I just did not have much control in my life. Um, I was very reactionary. Um, I ended up flunking out of school, um, got into a bad car crash, uh, broke up with, you know, my partner at the time, um, friends had a falling out so it was just a bad year that cascaded upon itself and you know by the end of the year I had to really reflect and uh just you know I had to tell myself I do not want to experience this again and not and since then not to say that I haven't had any you know um I mean everything has its ebbs and flows but it definitely you know was an uptrend and um I consistently try to make every year better and try not to experience that and improve my life, you know, uh, you know, the following years after.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I I can really relate to that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, in in a lot of ways it's fairly similar to kind of the stuff that I went through as well. Right. Where uh, Mm -hmm. you know, not so specific in the sense that I kind of went through that exactly, but, for, for you know, sure. part of, for me, for my mental health was that, you know, some kind of, yeah. you know, bigger things that happen like that, where you, you kind of have to learn to deal with it, uh, you know, relationship yeah. change and all of that. So, Absolutely. yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing. Uh, it's really interesting, and I'm glad that you found a way to kind of move forward with that. Oh, Thanks. So, Nick, I know this is a really tough question, uh, but what do you think? And how do you feel like or what, is, what has been the thing that you feel like you could have uh, addressed more in your life?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say I've had big failures. How about a series of little ones? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't cool. really – I haven't really ever thought of failures in my life. I don't really like to define my life in terms of failures. Um. You know, kind of like to look to the future. Um, That's not to say I haven't had any failures. So if I had to pick one, I'd say not finishing university. Uh, You know, university is having a university degree opens up so many doors. And yeah, knowledge is power.
0: So Mick, what have you read, watched or listened to recently that has inspired you?
1: So what what inspires me, I guess, uh, what I've watched is basically what inspires me is that uh, science and technology inspires me. Uh, the reason it inspires me is because if you, you know, do a little bit of research or you just watch some shows and see what's going on in the world, you can see that science and technology is helping reduce poverty and inequality around the world. And as we become more... Science-based and more immersed with technology, the world has gotten better. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that think it hasn't, but the the numbers say otherwise, and that's uh, one of the reasons why I like working with Origin is because we're taking the latest science and technology and implementing it to help make a world a better place. So, you know, with the uh, you know with the environment and Reducing greenhouse gas emissions and that kind of stuff, and helping people save money too, which is also making the world a better place. Oh,
0: absolutely! I mean, like, I think technology is all about information and and facts and evidence, and you know how you test things and apply it and move forward. So, yeah, no, I absolutely think it's great, and it's it's great that you could you'd be able to harness that and apply it towards and what we do and make us better at what we do. Yeah, I've been. I've been accused, awesome. of
1: not, accused of not having emotions before. But <laughs> I, I know yeah, that's not yeah. true. I do have emotions. Bebop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is love?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Fred, so uh, this is a tough question for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, but why do you think people and society as a whole have such a hard time with change
2: yeah that's yeah that's a loaded (laughs) question hey um yeah i mean change in itself is just a natural process i think and um i think i it's it's tough to say and what kind of change right because some people ah it's it's just if it's convenient for them if it's not convenient for them like, that's, you know, if, it, if it's not convenient for them, obviously, it's, it's a burden. Um, I, I myself have been really embracing change, uh, especially in this COVID landscape. Um, but I understand how hard it is to, you know, you know keep your resolve on that. Um, yeah. I think just right now, there's so much going on. Um, and even our governing, our governments are having a hard time keeping up. Um, so I think at least now change is pretty tough to, to follow. Um, as you could sort of see from yesterday's, uh, or on Wednesday's, uh, takeover of the Capitol, um, that change, you know, was something that was brought on by, you know, the majority of the population, but because uh trump sort of just fans his his base um with you know words that have he feels like there's no repercussion shit like or pardon me uh, stuff like what happened on wednesday happened so um it's really tough to say what what why people have hard time with change there's so many factors involved but I don't know, especially what kind of change you're asking about. Like when you're talking about like, yeah, like in the States with transition of power, man. Yeah. That's really tough for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is really hard. And I guess maybe it's just like, I feel like maybe it has something to do with how fast we're changing as a society. Right. Where it's like, okay, we can cope with change to a certain degree, but I guess since, since the industrial Re- revolution, you know, pace of society and innovation has changed to to such a rate that it's hard for us to keep up. And I think maybe like, Mm. um, you know, it's kind of creating this disparity between, you know, our identities, maybe because, you know, we're used to doing a certain kind of job and very quickly that job becomes obsolete. And then we get frustrated with that. Right and you know and that's hard for us as a society right because it's like well we need to move forward and it you know uh technology needs to change we need to overcome certain social and environmental issues but how are we going to protect the people that it affects when we're doing that and i think that's a difficult question
2: yeah i mean like a lot of industries have been upended because of covid and like you just said so many people are, are losing jobs and roles and it's like Post-COVID, like, how how is our economy, you know, Alberta, you know, being oil and gas driven with that, like, you know, with change happening on that end, twofold, like, what's going to happen to our economy? So I yeah. think things like, I don't know, like, I mean, we're, we're in the business, you know, of energy efficiency and emissions reduction. So obviously, we know that things are going to be coming in the horizon. So, yeah, um, that change. Yeah it, it, it change it always rocks the boat but like man um if we see it through like there's a lot of things on the other end i feel
0: yeah 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 for sure and there's a lot of opportunity i think it's just uh how we kind of manage you know how it impacts people in the meantime mm-hmm, so sure Mick, in, in light of what we're doing around, you know, energy efficiency and environmental emissions, I mean, what do you really want to see for Origin over the next few years?
1: Providing the services we want to provide to, uh, to all of Alberta and who knows, maybe even Canada, North America. Well, thanks,
0: guys. I really appreciate you guys coming on here and opening up about yourselves. Uh, you know, I'm really excited about... Uh, this team and what we're doing here at origin energy. And I'm also really about excited about the potential of this podcast and what we're going to talk about going forward. Uh, Thanks so much for your time. Have yourselves a good day.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having us on Jay. And uh, yeah, hopefully we uh, hear from you again.
1: For sure. For sure. We'll talk more. Thanks Jay.
0: These days, it seems like we're constantly being bombarded with fear and negativity. The news, politics, COVID. It can be hard to keep your head out of it. Sometimes I know I have a hard time staying positive about the world around me. So to end off this first ever episode of the Power of Change podcast, I want to leave you with seven reasons why you should stay positive about the world and the future. 1. Modern medicine will keep us healthy long into our old age and on average will live longer than anyone in history. 2. A new space age is coming. You or your kids might even get to live in space. 3. We're getting closer and closer to solving hunger and poverty. Even though it may not seem like it, the economic disparity between rich and poor countries is the least it's ever been. 4. Artificial intelligence will redesign our world. Even though it seems like AI has a long way to go before it has an impact on our day-to-day lives, the rate of AI development is accelerating fast, and within our lifetime, it will redefine the fundamentals of technology. In a good way, of course. 5. The Internet This is one that most of us take for granted, but the internet is the great equalizer. More information is at our fingertips than ever before and it's available to almost all of us. Access is only going to get better and 2.5 quintillion bytes of data is added to the internet every day. Soon, no matter where you live, what you'll be able to accomplish will be almost limitless. 6. COVID. Yeah, I said COVID. Dealing with the pandemic has forced us to come together as a global community despite geography, culture, politics, and conflict. It shows us that we have the ability to come together to solve big problems. To me, that means we can do so much more. And finally, jetpacks are coming, baby. Jetpacks. To learn more, visit originenergy.ca Remember, you can always leave us an audio message by visiting anchor.fm slash We'll definitely include interesting messages in future episodes. Thanks for joining us and thanks for helping us power brighter communities.